Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Welcome to the Robert Dow Show podcast. I'm your host, Robert Dow, where we come for our daily dose of, I think it's a little bit of philosophy, just the way we feel, battling with empathy, and some pretty interesting topics every week. I encourage you that if you enjoy what you listen to, give us a like on Apple Podcasts. I think there, no, it's a follow and a subscribe on Spotify. I do see the analytics and I do appreciate them. Thanks for coming by. Thanks for hanging out and thanks for having a good time every week. So I wanted to jump off into a couple different things. I wanted to do a deep dive on how storytelling is being handed up from where there used to be little SETS sects or little cliques of storytelling, how it's been pushed out to the mainstream. I also wanted to talk about how within those mainstreams, there are highly predatory things going on and how I was basically attacked by a company. I'm, I'm going to be very dramatic about it. And I used some advice from a friend, close friend to me, you know who you are, to kind of get me out of it. And I've noticed that I use that advice in every other aspect of my life, but, you know, here we are. And, you know, there are a lot of addictions that can be formed, which I I talk about that on the podcast, and I also talk about storytelling being pushed up to the mainstream, and it, it sounds kind of hippie, because, you know, you enjoy everything when it's underground. The way things used to be in... Like, I'm, I'm going to jump off into the science fiction space. If there's ladies here, I'm not trying to deter you. I'm going to try to keep it as very, like, yeah. Um, But for the guys out there, they'll get what I mean, especially if they're my age. Hell, I don't, I don't know. I think you'll get it if you're younger or if you're older. So, let me bring up something I'm passionate about. And we just passed May the 4th. Star Wars. Okay. All right, yep, don't turn off the podcast yet. Listen, hear me out. The reason why this is important is because I'm always pushing the whole, you know, talking to you guys about the future. I've brought up VR before. I'm recently, I'm, I'm constantly involved in that space. I'm just behind enough that I can understand why people still involve themselves in 2D spaces, but... I have actually jumped headfirst into some of these 3D spaces, some of the virtual reality uh, chat rooms, some of the virtual reality games. So I'm I'm in deep with all of it. And I think I with with the phase I'm at in my life, I know people they understand then you like what you like. By the time you're you know, you get old enough and you're in your groove, you like what you like and for people to change that and do something different, it's like, why? Why would I want to spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars to change what I like? That that doesn't make sense. And it is. It's hundreds and hundreds of dollars to get off into the space. You can. There are lower barriers of entry, but then you don't have enough memory and all all this stuff. There's so, so many nuances that comes with all of these things, and it can be very disassociative. The the whole being in virtual spaces versus being in physical spaces can be very disassociative because 
I talked to you guys last week about how I've been physically bulking up. So I'm trying to um, increase my physical health. I've been guilty throughout my childhood of jumping off into these virtual spaces. And I think anyone who isn't indulging in some form of escapism, I mean, the oldest forms we have are books. It's the beginning of escapism. And, you know, it's also the beginning of knowledge. You read for knowledge, but reading can be an addiction just like anything else. You can jump right off into that escapism. There are good things to be reading too. Uh, things that are going to produce what self-help, but I don't, even that term has been redefined self-help. Now it's kind of got this bad taste to it. It's got a uh, misinterpreted flavor of, because self-help used to be different. Now, when you think self-help, you think that genre that's, you know, it's not cool to be in. It's more, you'd rather be in self-discovery or, you know, I'm, I'm building on myself or something. But self-help sounds like you're, like you're out of your zone and you're DIYing it or something. You know what I'm saying? Um, there's, a, there's a direction I'm going. I'm going back the direction I was going. Mainstream storytelling and how uh, we're talking about Star Wars. So, you know the way Star Wars used to be 50 years ago. Literally, that's the digits we're talking about. 50 years ago. Damn near anyway. We're just, you know, 70s to 20s. That's just, I'm using that kind of integer. It's not quite 50, but it's damn near 50. Pardon my French. So, we're talking about a completely different group of individuals. A story that used to be in one person's mind. It didn't have to go. Now, the creative process has been changed. And I'm always harping on a few different things. And I'm going to go down those particular uh, rabbit holes as well. We're just going to go there. It's going to happen. You know, it used to not be cool to like Star Wars and Star Trek and stuff like that. Because it was science fiction. It was nerdy. Nerd culture has been handed up to the mainstream. It's not uh, sub-sects, S-E-T-S. It's not like little underground, little waves. And part of me thinks that the old school nerds had standards. And that's the reason why, but again, these stories are being handed to our kids and those stories are being handed to their kids. And I say our kids because that's literally the age I'm at. I'm the kid of the people who liked and enjoyed and went to theaters to see A New Hope, a film where they were doing puppets, they were doing... Uh, background art that was hand painted and imaginations were run awry. The the places where they were making these films were like fraternity houses with hippies in them. These are, you know, pot smoking artists and it got changed. The scene of it, the reason why these stories are important, it's not because you might not even like Star Wars and that's totally cool. We're, We're all, you know, Free country, freedom of choice, freedom of uh, taste. Hell, you might not like that. That stuff might be so mainstream that you don't even want to hear about it. Then I'm just going to hit you with the historical uh, substances of the whole going from hand-painted and puppet art to being pushed over into the new age of art and everything involving computers. 
it, it the cat talking obviously he wants to be part of the show as well the emphasis on everything going from the natural world to the computer world is astounding the convenience of having relationships and being in spaces i mean literal spaces from the comfort of your living room if you don't like how awkward the space is you have the freedom of choice to just take the set off and walk away literally walk away physically you don't have to there's no awkward explaining yourself out of it there's no the long drive home after why did i go out with these people they were so lame i did that last week got together with some lames during the week somebody who you know i've they've been a friend i haven't talked to them in a long time and we ended up getting together with some of their friends and uh you know hit some virtual spaces and played in some of these games i'm like these places and these people not so entertaining you know I, i call them lames because it's like they were like they were sort of like npc people you know, like I might have would have just, and that's so bad because I feel like I'm really open-minded and I get along with everybody and I got along with them. Don't get me wrong, but it was people who couldn't take a joke and the joke always comes first. <laughs> that kind of thing. This stays between me and you podcast. That's the new, that's the new thing I'm saying that uh, the RDS show, take a shot of apple juice thing. I'm going to keep repeating. That stays between me and you. The reason why I wanted to talk about the mainstream stories being handed up or the used to be subsex stories being handed up to mainstream is because you have companies like Fortnite, which I think Fortnite really invented the NFT. And if I think I've talked about NFTs, NFTs are purchases, non-fungible tokens. They're, uh, that for some reason, marketing people think that we're going to get into the act of, looking at other people's purchases and it being part of the social thing because socials are a big thing. Facebook. I get constantly pinged by Facebook and me and a friend at work, I think we've pinned it down because they they always want to shove these people in your face and say, hey, be friends with these people. Hey, be friends with these people. And I think we figured it out through their GPS tracking us. Oh my gosh. I, I it is a wonder the stuff I talk about, how I do not get flagged by Spotify or Apple. And one day, if this gets big enough, I, I probably am going to get flagged. And I'm going to wear that heat on my shoulder like a badge of honor for you guys, really. Because you guys are my friends and I, I tell you everything. If you show up at this podcast, you mean the world to me. So, I think they're geographically, you know, like GPSing us. And they know who we spend our spend our time in vicinities of. I, I know there's always that theory and there's a fine line between people who think we're crazy and not crazy when they say, I think my device is listening to me because it knows what to advertise me and when to advertise it to me. And there are two sides of that. People who think, oh, you're crazy. They're just watching your clicks. They're watching your Google searches and they're going for it. And then there's the other side of it where people... <laughs> Oh my gosh. They're getting along with the phone, you know. You pull your significant other's phone 
like away from them while they're in the bathroom and you start talking to it engagement ring engagement ring engagement ring <laughs> So yeah, you got the two sides of the story with that. People think that the phone is listening to them, which it's not far-fetched that things got lenses all over it. We're constantly recording ourselves with it. What's what is without the power to make this thing turn itself on on its own? It's always on. So but I know that's more the government's thing when they're tracking down terrorists, you know, assassins, pe- people of higher notoriety. I don't think they care down here. The people who still buy toilet paper from your local Kroger, Walmart, Publix, or uh, Dollar General. I don't think they give a fuck. Uh, pardon my French. Again, what is with me today? Um, also, I know I'm guilty of a little bit of self-deprecation. That's, that's me. Had somebody get on to me this week quit it with the self-deprecating stuff I'm gonna kick your tail and he, he is I believe it so I've gotta try and put a I'm always gonna work on myself and the stuff that I tell you guys is stuff that I am usually working on myself about I brought up Fortnite Star Wars we're staying on that topic the reason why I brought that up is because they came up with for May the 4th they try to these companies try to sell nostalgia and copium that is their number two things that they try to sell the digital space is a space that i'm well familiar with and i'm climbing around i think i spend arguably uh as much time in virtual spaces not just vr vr is like what you know an hour or two hours out of the week i can't handle too much of it it makes me sick and it's just so overwhelming too. I mean, when you could go anywhere, do anything, you know, this this time, you know, a couple hours from now after lunch, I could be in Norway getting a tour through somewhere out there. It's like that. I think it's still information overload to people like us, but I've seen it in threads where in schools they're making spaces. And I know there's some teachers that listen to me, so you can tell me what's up. If you've seen anything, leave it down in the comments. I do uh, rifle through those, and I look for any kind of response, any kind of opinions, anything. If you have something to say, say it. Um, More so on Spotify. I don't think Apple will let you. They're making these spaces to where kids can, and they're like taped off, and they'll put, you know, a bunch of Oculuses around the room because they're self-contained units now. You don't need the computers to use them, which that might be news to some of you. I think I've talked about in the past, but yeah, these self-contained units, they'll put a bunch of these self-contained units in a room and let the kids go wild. It's the beginning of the way computer lab used to be in the 2000s. Remember when they lined us up and had us on computers? This is when we still used to read books. Now I think the age of the book is, it's crazy. I was with, I was in that, you know, that group full of uncool people hanging out. And a question came up in their game. Uh, how often do you read books? It's like, books? I mean, now people write them, but the way they're distributed, how often I actually interact with a book? You know, it's it's a tough one. At church, you don't count. You're probably looking at the Bible or something. And if you're not, if you're not into religion or spirituality, how often you come into a book? Maybe it's self-help book. Maybe it's a cookbook. But... Even those books, real books, 
mom loved books. Mom had books everywhere. I'm pretty sure dad has tossed out hundreds of pounds of books to Goodwill and uh, everywhere after mom passed, God rest her soul. And uh, she believed in books, but it was the feeling of the book. It was because books do have a smell, the smell of a book, the, you know, the feeling of a book, that, that whole thing, you, you carrying it around itemized with you. And I have carried around a book with me many times and have been known to carry around a book, even though you have every book right here where you're listening to me. It's like everything's in there. So to hear about people even going through books or something, I don't know if college is even pushing books. My my old college I went to, they yeah, they were pushing books, but and then charged us for the books. But even as a kid, I still have that memory of like carrying around a lot of poundage in books. And when you're not even, you know, 90 pounds, 100 pounds, soaking wet and you're carrying around as much as you in books and notes and stuff it's that sounds like a way to pass it sounds like a way to get osteoporosis I'm pretty sure that's not how you get osteoporosis but it sounds like a contributing factor to that in a big way hold on I'm taking a drink of my coffee Fortnite Star Wars Day they came out with an episode 3 skin of Anakin Skywalker and the one with Padme, the one where she gets her shirt ripped off in episode two on Geonosis. You guys don't care about this. It's science fiction nerd BS. The thing is, they were coming they were coming at me with my favorite IPs for money on, a, on something that I don't enjoy doing anymore. And I sat there and had that whole dilemma because whether, I think I told you guys last week, the decisions... To keep storage, to not keep storage. If you haven't heard that, go back and listen to last week's podcast. It was really good. I think I got I got really good um, feedback on it. To keep storage, to not keep storage. To shave your face and clean up your hair, or to let it go and be natural. All these different things. When it regards money, the people closest to me are sick and tired of me talking. Excuse me about the financial aspects of some of these decisions but the thing is finance is deep into every part of our life like I was talking about the way they're monetizing the way we trade like through Bitcoin and stuff like that Fortnite sort of created the NFT with these skins they did because they're limited they're limited time things they're things you can show to other people that you had this transaction it's a I guess that would be a wealth status thing. It's a notoriety thing. It's what the cool kids do. And it's literal kids because kids are into Fortnite. I, some adults are into Fortnite, but I'd say I'm I'm just young enough. I'm into what the young people are into and I'm into what the old people are into. And like you could still catch me watching an episode of MASH for fun. I, I wouldn't look them up, but I mean, if it's on, I, I'm, I'd watch it. I mean, it's a pretty fun show. Nobody knows what that is anymore kind of thing. If in that space, I had this whole dilemma. I was like, you know, should I spend exorbitant amounts of money for this? Because it's my favorite IP. I've been waiting around for it. And 
then a good friend of mine, my voice of reason, he's, he's, not, he, I love you if you're out there you're listening to me. He, people, out, my outside opinions aren't always my voice of reason, but this time, the way, he, the, what he was saying and how he was saying it and the delivery and everything, I could tell this is what I needed to hear. He said, jump in a game, just try it out, see if you still like the game before you just go spending this money. And then it made me think. Now, I'm, I've am i been known to spend, you know, been, been known to know my finances very well, spend money very well, and also spend money very not well. But that's why I constantly work to kind of make up for this lack. I jumped in after a couple games. We hated it. Instead of spending money and being obligated to do something, to follow, follow through with whatever you spent money on because something someone else said to me. I've listened to all these outside opinions, and that's why I'd like to think that you keep coming to the RDS shows because I don't consult myself for all this stuff because who am I to be giving you advice? Why can't I just pull all these opinions in for you? I'd like to have interviews on the show. It never really lines up with my schedule and everything. I'm a shut-in. These outside opinions kind of lead me around. I, I made another purchase. And people think because you purchased something that you have to use it. And even if you get enough use out of it to justify the money that you spent, you don't have to get continued use out of a, a tool that you spend money on. If Even if you only use it a few times and you still just have it around just in case you need it, that's okay. But the way this person was looking at it was... It's so hard for me to come into contact with that money that if if I get it, then I need to be using the hell out of it, which is a great way to look at it. It's very utilitarian. Usually, I'm the utilitarian on deck, but outside opinions like that kind of remind you. Okay, jumping back in. So, I jump in for a few games of this, and I realize, no, I do not like this shit. I, I haven't for a while. Me and my friends, we don't... We don't hang out in that particular virtual space. Why would I be loading up on something? What, I guess in my mind I have it, well, what if you could trade these later or something? Because that's how NFTs work. I want to get into a little bit more of how um, these companies are capitalizing over seeing what we buy when we buy, not just on the ad sense of it, but more stuff about it pretty soon. And I realized after a few games of this, I don't enjoy this. I'm not going to spend this ludicrous amount of money for something for for something for my favorite IP. And that made me realize, in a way, that them selling that copium and nostalgia, they have the metaphorical knife to my neck, saying, "Hey, you know, Annie up, pony up. Where's the money?" And I'm I refuse to fall for that anymore. I think and this is the way life is kind of going and my thoughts are not facts it's just just thinking it's allowed me to dodge a lot of bs being very non-committal to certain things that i notice change like tectonic plates in the earth changing all the time now the way that can work for you and the way that can eat you up being non-committal to certain things and committal to others the way things are going, it's harder and harder for if you're just out the cut and you don't, you're not interested in sitting at a desk and 
you're a bit entrepreneurial minded and you're not a very good student. The way things are going, it's hard to get into the way of owning things as opposed to just renting, which is good. Renting, what do you get? It's the non-committal approach. I pay this for a little while. It's just like leasing or something. I think with cars, it's not as beneficial as it is places to live because places to live, you and a roommate, you know, you don't have to make a whole house payment and you don't get, you don't have to take care of that whole entire house. There's people who do it for you. It seems very beneficial in that way, of course, to at least certain people's lifestyles. If you're working hard enough to pay for that space that you're living in, to work extra, to also take care of said space. And there's two sides to this argument. One, you're investing in a home, you're investing in a very good investment. It's it's piling up year over year. If you don't have your hand in the stock market or in a business and you're a homeowner, you are investing. That's exactly what you're doing. You're doing great. You're doing fantastic. And if you don't have your hand in any of those arenas, I would recommend that you have your hand in somewhere, whether it be the stock market, investing, not day trading, life isn't a casino, or owning your own business, side business. On Etsy, you sell monogrammed t-shirts. I don't know. Whatever's cool and in, there's a niche for everything. Buying something, doing a little bit of work to that one thing, and then shipping it out. That works. As long as you're watching your taxes and how you file them and... um, how your folders look and that you never have to look over your shoulder with the IRS, you're good. Study up on taxes if you're, you know, if you're looking into owning your own business. I didn't let them take advantage of me. I decided, no, that's not it. You sold me copium and nostalgia for entirely too long. And I bought into it time and time again. And it's, a very vulnerable thing to be able to talk about your mistakes to people, especially for me to broadcast them. So, and I'm sure you have plenty of them that you've done. You walk through the store, they, what do they sell you? Your favorite IP possibly, or your favorite brand, whether it be Hanes, underwear, whatever, which I mean, that has very high utilitarian use. That's a really bad example because of the high utilitarian use of what that is. Um, but it's more someone trying to sell you your childhood. You can't, you can't, you can buy it, but you can't go back. Oh, that's deep. That's so deep. You can, you can buy that. You can buy your childhood, but you can't go back. Damn. Mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. On that note, we need to get ready for break. I need some air. Oh, shit. All right. RDS Show. Robert Dow Show Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. I'll be right back after this brief intermittence. Thanks. Welcome back to the Robert Dow Show Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Dow. And we're cutting thick today. We are cutting thick. You you can buy your childhood, but you can't go back to being a child. Uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. 
I've been known to not know that rule. So, it's a big thing. They want to sell us copium. They want to sell us nostalgia. Okay, I've got a few topics I've got to get to. And only so much time. You know, they're making it cool to do these deals on the internet. Like Venmo. I hate Venmo. And I'm going to explain why I hate Venmo versus Cash App. Cash App is, they're not using the social aspect of it. Maybe our whole society is going to go to that, like an episode of Black Mirror, where Black Mirror is a show where they like dump you into scenarios and it's kind of like doom watching, though. The reason why I hate Venmo, I'm talking to someone very close to me, and they tell me, yeah, you know, how I came up about this is. I had a card and, you know, an accounts a mix-up. And Cash App got me messed up somehow. And I'm paying for breakfast, something like that. Somebody's doing a breakfast run. And somebody was talking to me about Venmo. I was like, well, I thought this worked like this. And they said, I'm pretty sure it works like that on Venmo. I was like, okay. And these are Cash Apps. In case you don't know what I'm talking about, these are apps where uh, they're peer-to-peer giving cash. And I know Venmo for a fact is watching these spaces for taxes. Cash App's got to be. I don't think they dodged it. Um, But they're watching these spaces for the tax man because we're not trading in Bitcoin. I guess if we were trading in Bitcoin, I'm pretty sure they're watching that space for the tax man because I've made a little bit of money off of uh, Bitcoin and stuff like that a few years ago. And I paid taxes on all of those gains. So I know the taxman's watching all this stuff. On Venmo, the social aspect of it, they tell me, yeah, so uh, I watch I watch my friend so-and-so on Venmo. It's like, huh. And I saw an Instagram reel about this the other day where somebody was like a fan of someone they didn't even know because they realized like how often they pay for coffee or some shit. And... On this Venmo transaction that this person close to me is watching, they said, yeah, I can see uh, my friend so-and-so and when her man pays child support. <laughs> so my curiosity piques me. You guys are getting a juicy episode today. Please share it out and uh, follow on Apple Podcasts and subscribe on Spotify. You're... And my curiosity piques me. I have to start asking all the good questions. So how much is this guy paying in child support? Well, uh, it doesn't say. Well, here I am saying, I hate Venmo, but I hear about somebody paying their child support on Venmo, and I, I've, I'm loaded up. I'm like, what? What is going on here? So how often does he pay? <laughs> and it makes you kind of sink into the hole of, now I see why people... You shouldn't be broadcasting your child support payments. You know, that should be something that's happening behind closed doors, but it's happening on social networking. Now, social networking through the peer-to-peer cash apps. And that's kind of weird that as society, we might go to that, the accountability of, well, everyone saw it, it happened. So evidently 
if we're talking about it as a, as a conversation topic and we don't even know these people, then you know the people closest to them are talking about it because how could they not? Uh, well, uh, they could have at least like codenamed it or something, you know, instead of calling it child support, call it, uh, what else is going to be of that amount? Car payment? (laughs) Something other than I'm paying for the fact that, you know, my, my kid's still there and, and it didn't work out or something, you know, I, and no, that's very common. Like, I feel like that's more common now than, and that's, that's bad. I feel like that's more common than talking about situations that made it. My next door neighbor, it was uh, the same thing that happened to them. They would have fooled you with how happy they seemed on the outside. This uh, girl and guy, they would have fooled you with how happy they seemed on the outside. And they were good friends of, uh, you know, everybody in the neighborhood for a while. Got too much of each other in a one bedroom. And it, it did not work out. He's working hard. She's not She's not the type. That's not where her life is going. Her life fulfillment was more... She wanted to get a van and peace out. She just wanted to live the van life. If you haven't YouTubed van life, then I just got rid of three days of your life. Because these are people who do nothing but travel. And they convert vans into homes. And it's like HGTV on hippie crack (laughs) straight up because you could take it as far as you wanted to go but I mean they spend like $50,000 on on making a van into a home and you get the cool and bad sides of it you know you get the cool side of there's a home in the back of this person's vehicle then you get the bad side of it they're probably peeing in a bucket in Walmart parking lot and uh, struggling on where they're going to shower but some of them have showers built in Really nice tiles on the inside, on the floor, tiles on the wall, all kinds of nice stuff. Uh, hot water, refrigerators like these little coolers, um, uh, toilets with sawdust, catching, you know, excrement, the whole the whole nine. I'm talking cooktops. Some of them you can walk around in legitimately walk around in them and it's hard not to get some sort of escapism off of watching people do that but I feel like you get just as much or more fun out of having a nice warm comfy bed to sleep in and watching those people on TV go through it but of course they're feeding off of my escapism dream and making money online because everything can be monetized capitalist America I'm I'm going back to the mainstream the mainstream storytelling and the subsect storytelling, how we're handing we're handing up these stories where, you know, we used to be giving them to underground area subsects. We used to be giving these stories to subsects and now they're being handed up to the mainstream. That kinda happened with van life. It it used to be the joke on the Chris Farley SNL skit that you never wanted to be the guy in a van down by the river and then it changed that ended up being the new form of luxury being offered all your time up not belonging to the system and being on the road and seeing sights and living life 
for someone like me who gets car sick, that's never going to happen. No way. Now, yeah, you're you're having you're socializing your your peer to peer money schemes or or whatever's happening on on money. You're socializing it out there. Wow, for Venmo to do that, for them to involve socials and money is like audacious because it's still frowned upon to talk about how much money you make at your job at your job with other people at your job it's frowned upon now the new age of people they're doing it and i'm talking about in capitalist america i know other nations listen to the rds show and thanks for tuning in what's up it's still frowned upon to talk about how much income you make and we don't really get all that kind of PTO in a year. Not really, unless you've been with the company for 10 years. And then I guess I get it. You get like, what, four weeks off sometimes? Maybe more. You're accruing all these hours. But four weeks compared to them there being 52 in a year, not including holidays, if you really get really technical about it, that doesn't seem like a whole lot in the grand scheme of things as far as how much time you spend away and you're not being part of uh, someone's agenda assuming that you aren't a business owner or something. And then I feel like you might have to sell more of yourself out because you're accountable because your name's on the uh, on the company or whatever you made. Trying things out non-committally before committing to them is a beautiful strategy to dodge bad ideas. Now, there are a few instances where I've been intensely frowned upon for doing this, but I've I've known business owners to do it, and they do things that you would think are impossible, really, if you can negotiate your way into it. I'm going to tell you about something, and you won't believe me, but I know this guy very well. Let me get a drink of my coffee. I know I'm talking fast today. It's been a shotgun episode. I've had a lot to get out. And I, of course, my mind's had a lot to think about in the past week. So, and I'm excited to see you. So, I hope whatever you're doing is going well. I hope if you're doing reps, they're turning out awesome. If you're out cold right now, I hope you're getting the soundest sleep you've ever had. I hope you're REM sleeping. I hope you're dreaming. I hope I'm there and I hope we're like in a cool talk show room or something. If you're getting to do one of those dreams where you get to control what's going on, whether you're flying or whatever, I hope we're in a cool talk show room. So that's that's a pretty cool, that, that'd be pretty cool, the dream. But where I was going with the whole trying things out, I knew a guy and he he owns his own business and I used to work for him that he used to... Like, let's say he wanted to get a vehicle. He would talk in circles around an idea with salesmen from Ford. And people look down on people who do this kind of thing. But he would ask all the questions, cover all the bases, make sure that he's getting a good deal before he goes in. And he could negotiate this deal for weeks. It might not happen off the cuff. And he could talk to these people in such a way that they'd let him borrow because he's got enough credit to swing around 
And people are really conducting business like this. You just wouldn't, you wouldn't believe it because this is underground knowledge. This is stuff that people don't know. But maybe you do know. And if you do know and you know that you know that the rules aren't always rules. Things, some rules are meant to be bent. Some rules are meant to be broken, Neo. They would let him borrow a van to see if he liked it and drive it like a week, 10 days. Just drive it around to see if he liked it before committing to the purchase. Wow. And this can be adhered to a lot of different spaces and this can be seen as offensive in certain spaces. Another one is dating. Oh my gosh, what a heavy topic. Should not be dropping this bomb in the middle of the room. But spending time with someone and then figuring out whether you like to or whether you don't like to for long enough and not feeling pressured to take any extra step, that's big. That's huge. What if you can't stand being around this person? It's kind of like the end result of wherever you're going is you have to be able to, well, you want to be able to enjoy time with that person. If that's, you know, because that's going to be more so the end result is you're going to be around this person a lot. So you want to enjoy it. If you have second thoughts about anything, don't do it. That's That used to be something mom used to tell me. If you have to think about it twice, don't do it. She gave me all these things, and it's crazy. You spend enough time with someone, it's like it's almost like they're still there, but not like I was listening to Taylor Swift lyrics, and her lyrics were like over the top from one of these songs. It's like about her grandma or something. If you're a Taylor Swift fan, I don't mean to um to come down on you kind of hard. She's having a concert here, so traffic today, yesterday, and the day before here have been insane. And it makes you realize how many fans she really has going from being a chick with a guitar and a dream to selling out a concert. And now they're rolling road barriers a couple exits away from my house, you know, trying to slow people down and shit like that. In her lyrics, she said... Something about her grandma, you know, hey, you're you're kind of you're still alive, you're with me. It's like, you know, these I speak about mom in a way that there are parts of her that are alive and with me, but she's not here anymore. And I'm not in denial about that ever. I'm not I feel like that's a very you don't ever want to get caught in that confusing place where if somebody passes away you think you're communicating with them or anything like that. When somebody's gone, they're gone. That's There's no denial there. You can remember things they told you, little nuggets of wisdom and everything, but to get caught up in that, and I feel like that Taylor Swift song might be confusing people about her grandma and, hey, you, you, know, you know, you're still alive, you're still alive. It's like, mm, chill on that. <laughs> Don't, let's not, you're, People can be listening to that, and what you're listening to, I've told you guys about how when we're digesting what we're looking at and what we're listening to in the media, we become that media. We don't want to confuse that dead people are still around. It's Yeah, that's not cool. You don't, you don't want to be there. 
you know, not like not like that. No, it's good to remember people though, but we don't want to get too caught up. I worry about people closest to me, about getting caught up in that because you can, um, like I had a weird dream. You can take somebody you love and you can turn a beautiful memory of them into a haunting if you're not careful. And you don't want to do that because that's the last thing that they would wish for. And if you're listening to this and I'm gone as a love letter and as things I get to tell you, I'd tell you the same thing. And, I, and I'm thinking that you would say the same thing if you're listening to me. Hey, don't worry about that stuff. Let that go. You know, it's I'm not around. <laughs> but, you know, take, take, a, take a year or two for yourself and then replace me, you know? Like, don't move on too quick to where you, like, disrespect the memory of somebody, but don't get so caught up that you're living your life in the echo of something that used to be. Mm. You never want to do that. Yeah, so our stories are being hand, handed up to the mainstream, and different methods of technology and storytelling are taking off. I mean, it's a hell of a time to be alive. Now, if something comes out in theaters a week or two later, you'll see it on Prime. You could probably rent it or buy it right there as an exclusive. And that's the money machine that uh, the company with Shmamashman, the company that rhymes with Shmamashman, that's the kind of money they're throwing around and the ability of uh, superpowers that they have. It's a wonder that COVID didn't kill the movie theater as we know it and everything but yeah so that tactic of i'm gonna try it out it can work financially it can work in in a relationship thing don't feel bad because you have to let somebody down easy but do let them down easy don't ghost them don't don't uh let somebody believe for a week that you still love them when you don't um and for that business owner, it worked with his uh, his van. He realized, hey, yeah, this is the van for me. And the other van he tried out, he realized it wasn't the van for him. Like the transmission or something dropped out of, in it like a week after him messing with it. This uh, little bitty thing that he was running around in. He was trying it out because he wanted to see, hey, is this going to be beneficial for my company for me to acquire this? Now... We're going to not talk about just the pro side of that. We're also going to talk about the con side of that because we're meeting on both sides of the line and we don't want to seem like a biased opinion about anything. And we can't help but be biased because the thoughts that we have come from our own mind. So if you're having thoughts and they're coming from your own mind, you're subconsciously being biased. It's just the way things are because it's an opinion. Opinions are biased. Facts aren't, but facts are different. So... The other side, the con list of being non-committal to something, you can't you can't be around long enough to see it win, kind of thing. And I'm not talking about if you don't if you don't like you're in that dating situation and you don't commit to somebody soon enough, they're gonna think that maybe you don't care. They're gonna think that maybe you don't think that they're worth it. If you're taking the time to explain yourself and get your point across, they might not misconstrue that. But that age-old saying, actions speak louder than words. 
you could be trying out the van and they could sell it to someone else because you got too comfy in the negotiating phase of trying to figure out whether you wanted this thing. You know, after the 10-day period, you bring the van back, you don't commit, you lose out on the van or whatever, whatever you're... See if I could go back to the first, my first instance. Yeah, I tried the game, realized I didn't want to buy accessories for said game. They would cost a ludicrous amount because of that FOMO, fear of missing out. I didn't let that fear of missing out drive my attention away. Because if I'm not going to use it, why acquire it? Goes back with last episode's thing. Why should I get the storage for items if I'm not going to use it? It's not being utilitarianly used. It's okay to get something and not utilitarian use it. But at what point, if it's not being used, why did, why did you acquire it? Kind of thing. But there are plenty of instances where dipping your toes in the water, as opposed to jumping in head first is not a bad thing. Maybe have the apartment before you have the house. Maybe step up and play the game a little bit before you get the season pass. Maybe take Cindy Lou out a lot of nights on the town before you decide, hey, she's going to get a promise ring. You know, like, she's the one for me. I'm not only infatuated because... We're in the honeymoon phase, as they call it. The lovey-dovey bird kisses and and uh, booty touches. We're not. We're, we're past all the uh, making making a wish, lollipop, gumdrop. I'm dreaming about you. We brought you back down to being human now. <laughs> it's terrible. We brought you back down to being human now, and now since you're human, we're going to. Activate a response on that. Feelings versus logic. Last week. It's crazy how everything's connected like that. Yeah. So I recommend don't let them sell us copium and nostalgia. But sure, Schmamishman, Schmime is a great place to get flicks though. I mean, if you're going to buy it, six or ten bucks, buy it. You've got it forever. You log in on mom and dad's TV you got the brand new movie to show them sounds kind of dope as long as it's a brand new movie maybe you feel good about owning kind of thing yeah a lot of this trying on thing I think that's a good way to be a little bit non-committal if you're non-committal about everything it's really going to mess you up but if you're committal about everything it's really going to mess you up there's probably a happy medium there to be that's what I love about like trial periods in general. Crunchy roll, you know. But what whatever I'm whatever I'm trying, it gives me long enough to see, hey, I don't like it. I can go into my Apple subscriptions or wherever I'm getting this trial from, whatever I'm doing. Shut it down. Hey, no harm, no foul. No sweat off my back. I don't enjoy what you guys are selling. Oh yeah, you don't you don't want to try drugs like that you might want to stay away from that that's a really really bad tactic to use when you're in that kind of space and doctors have to do that I understand see this is I'm not a medical professional do a shot of apple juice I'm not uh they might make you try stuff to try and find what works for you that as long as long as you're with a professional 
you know, someone accredited, and you're doing that kind of try, by all means. But um, this is more towards game media and not letting people rob you. Because, I mean, there's some very predatorial practices going on in America with how people can just, oh, yep, quick decision-making. Make it quick. Mm. A lot of things in the world don't happen quick. Unless you're in the room with money and you're negotiating with people who the real job interview isn't going to be long. The real negotiating a raise isn't going to be long. If they're if they're keeping you in there for a long time, there might not be money to have to be had, you know. They might just be trying to you know, settle you down so they can keep you a little longer. There's a lot of that corporate workplace culture. Don't fall in that hole, Robert. Don't fall in that hole. Don't take them down that road. We can still enjoy the mainstream media versions of our stories. Does it make them as good? Eh. Not quite sure if I would vouch for that. I think the creative process being altered by capitalism and being altered by... You know, Star Wars isn't just coming from George Lucas's brain anymore. It's coming from Disney's board of directors kind of thing or, or wherever. You know, it kind of got a little bit good again when all this stuff's coming from John Favreau, the guy who played Happy on Spider-Man. I'm nerding out today. It, it, Star Wars kind of got a little bit good when it came from that single person's mind again. And, and, and his team, of course. Don't forget his team. He has a great team. I learned that those first few episodes of Mando were directed by that chick, that redheaded chick from the new Jurassic Park movies, which I never knew that. Um, pretty crazy because you you think of someone, an attractive actor like that, to have directing prowess and be good enough to be in the room and be doing that kind of thing. You cannot judge a book by its cover. You really can't. And that's that's going to happen time and time again. In professional spaces, it happens a lot. In personal spaces, it happens a lot. But judging a book by its cover, damn, you really could miss out. Just not reading a little bit of the fine print. If you're reading books and you're not reading an iPad or an iPhone or an iMac or an Android or an Alienware or an HP, a PC, a Windows. Yeah, they're taking over, people. They're coming for you. They're coming for you. If you're on Venmo, and your uh, and your child supports are on loud, I might would put, I might, <laughs> I might would turn those things on mute. If you're on Venmo, handing out child support money. If you can hear me, you two, wherever you are, we know he's paying child support. We don't know how much, but we know how often he's doing it. <laughs> I'm all right. That's about to be all the time we have I had a fun episode hanging out with you guys it's great to just come out and um, I'm glad you stopped by I'm glad you gave me a click and uh, like on I say like but yeah you can like on Spotify like on Spotify subscribe on Spotify follow on Apple Podcasts I'm looking forward to hanging out with you next week and uh, we'll see where it goes from there have a great week I hope you achieve something. If you don't achieve something, I hope that you 
feel some sort of life fulfillment, do something for you. Take a bath, get a massage. If you can't afford one, get somebody you care about to do it for you, possibly, if they're around. If no one's around, um, I recommend a foam roller. Tennis ball works if you're if you pulled your foot for some reason you don't know why. Um, yeah. Robert Dow Show Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Dow. Thanks. Bye.